Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. Are you interested in advertising with the Action Catalyst? Our listeners could be hearing about your brand right here, right now. For details, shoot us an email at info at theactioncatalyst.com. Welcome to the Action Catalyst podcast. Today we have Chris Capen with us. Chris is the president of Southwestern Publishing House. And Chris, we are so excited to have you here on the Action Catalyst podcast. Such a pleasure to be here with you today. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey and uh, you had a, a bit of a, a, a really interesting background in publishing. I'd love to hear that story of how did you find Southwestern Family of Companies? Well, it was an interesting trek. I have been in the world of publishing for 30 years. And for those who may be listening and have found their own journey to be unique. I would say I'm, I'm in that same camp. I started off in the world of sports marketing and corporate marketing and just happened to work on a book publishing project in the midst of that career path and started my own company when I was uh, 24 years old. And that led me into the world of publishing where I had a publishing company for about 15 years We specialized in doing books for large sports organizations, starting with the America's Cup and leading with the uh, International Olympic Committee, uh, Boston Celtics, uh, NASCAR, PGA Tour. And we had a wonderful run of custom publishing. And in the middle of that, we we built a company that was doing about $10 million in revenues a year. And in the middle of that, we were faced with the huge change of uh, that came place that took place after uh, 9/11, and that brought a drastic change to our business model in the publishing world that we serve. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I had a couple of partners in the business who were looking to make it a change. And at that same time, I had a call out of the blue from guy by the name of David Kempf, who was working for a company called Southwestern in Nashville, Tennessee. And being out here in San Diego, I I thought something must have been, must be amiss to hear a company uh, by the name of (laughs) Southwestern based out of, uh, out of Nashville. So my, my first contact with Southwestern came in 2007 um, with a, with that phone call. And with a request to sit down together and talk about this family of companies um, that was founded in 1855 and and where the dots were connected as to why the Southwestern name um, was a part of this this family. And so my journey from my own publishing... Which is, for the listeners who don't know, Nashville, Tennessee used to be the Southwest of the United States of America in 1855. (laughs) So 
Exactly. So for those of us out here in the Southwest, uh, while it was a surprise, it made great sense. And it was a terrific uh, story and continues to be to this day every time I, I share that. But my journey was uh, was different, you know, I, I compared to some of the other uh, business leaders in our family of companies. Uh, I did not come uh, up in, in leadership of the organization after selling books door to door, but I was in the business of selling books um, before coming into Southwestern. You're, you're a book man one way or another. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely found a passion for bringing books into the mix of what brands. I think you've sold do. more books than all of us, Chris. So <laughs> we have a, about this point, I think I last I told it was a little over 50 million copies. But the thing that was a wonderful journey coming into Southwestern was I had spent 20 plus years. Uh, as an entrepreneur with about five different companies that I started and, and sold. And the thing that attracted me to the Southwestern family was the discipline of running an organization with an entrepreneurial mindset and an extremely experienced back office and training and leadership to put behind it. So as, a, as an entrepreneur, you know, you're always building teams uh, to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward and, and strengths strength together. And Southwestern had all of that. And, and as I joined the team and grew within the organization, it was just clear that that, uh, that was uh, clearly uh, one of the biggest benefits to being a part of this family. Man, that is such a great story, Chris. And uh, thank God that you came here because once you join Southwestern Publishing House, uh, you have made a massive dis- difference. And so when you came in, what was your role and how did you end up becoming the president of Southwestern Publishing House? Right. Well, first of all, I was able to partner with some of the wonderful leaders uh, at that at that time Henry Bedford, who played a part in my coming on board, um, was so generous with his his time and engagement with me early on. My my role in joining Southwestern Publishing was really to begin to diversify what we were doing in the world of publishing. Uh, at the time, this was in two thousand eight. Uh, publishing consisted of primarily one division, one on area focused on serving uh, community organizations who wanted to publish cookbooks. We were known at that time as Favorite Recipes Press. And that business goes back to the early 60s and its association with, with Southwestern. So my charge originally was to work to diversify that business so we weren't dependent on just one market. So we, which was cookbooks. Which was cookbooks, yes. Right. So we were also in the year 2008 and 2009. And we what were a great with, time to get into a new business. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> An exciting time to reinvent. And Good time so to redefine possible. Redefine possible. That was it. So our, our challenge at that time was there were corporate budgets were frozen. There, was, there were no corporate dollars available to invest in, in book projects. 
And so in 2008, we decided to take the course of finding where there are going to be the opportunities to invest in book projects. And so we followed the dollar and we said, where are people spending money? And the messaging at that time was everyone was staying home and they were spending money with um, cultural attractions, uh, zoos, aquariums, museums, things in their backyard. So those organizations were doing very well. And we noticed that they also had quite a need for publishing, that they needed to produce uh, guidebooks that would be educational and conveying the message and mission of the organization and engaging with the guests that were, were coming through. So within a few months, we developed a business model with, uh, with Henry Bedford and Dave Kempf and Tim Underwood, our CFO at that time, where we could go and approach these organizations and invest with them in 2008 and 2009, we created this new business model and were immediately able to sign up new clients in this market where we knew that there was engagement. And that became the start of one of our new additions to Southwestern Publishing, which was Beckon Books. Wow. So, Chris, you have had quite a prolific career in the publishing industry. Tell us, what has been the biggest business challenge that you've had, and how did you overcome it? Sure. Well, as I mentioned, you certainly learn a lot through some of the difficult times. And I have, and our publishing team has been through, uh, through some of those. One of the most difficult um, pivots that, uh, that I had to go through in my experience with publishing was, during, was following 9-11 in the years 2002 and 2003, where we had a team, a staff of 40 people. We had revenues of about $10 million a year. And coming out of 9-11, the publishing world was going through a lot of, a lot of change. And our business model was, was serving that. We had two very important pieces to our business model. One was serving the corporate market and one was serving other publishers, developing books for other New York publishers. And during that time in 2002 and 2003, both of those markets went away at the, at the same time. And we had to figure out how to reinvent the business while uh, our business was falling apart. And during that time, we had to start by laying off half of our, our staff um, and work to help them find other uh, jobs. And we had to figure out what our business model needed to be to survive uh, and regrow. And what we realized during that time was that we, we did not have the right business model. We had a business model that had a large staff, very few freelancers that could come into the business and service and leave depending on the amount of work that we had. And as, as a result of those, those changes, we 
um, lost a significant amount of, of money during that, that time. We, as fast as we moved, the market could not rebuild fast enough. And our solution in, in that process to reposition the company was that we had to take the company into bankruptcy. Mm. And that is not a fun process to, to go through. No. But I have to say that uh, we are thankful to be in a country where we have the processes in place where we can reinvent what a, uh, what a business model is. And as a result of that, we were able to reposition our, our business, bring in uh, new investors into the, to the company, and be set for, uh, for future growth. So it's it it can be challenge. It can be a big challenge to go through big big changes, but we learned very quickly that sitting and waiting for change to come to you is is not the way to do it. That you must take ownership of these situations and must move forward with the information that you have at the at the moment and the best team that you have together to make it happen. And um, the solutions will come through careful thought and focus and the right team working on it. Mm. Well, and, and that's part of the advantage, I'm sure, that you're very thankful for of being part of the Southwestern family of companies where when circumstances change and the prevailing winds blow, that you have a, a team to support you and the team through uh, trouble markets and times and that uh, that uh, every one of our 25 globally diverse businesses at a different point in their company history has leaned on the support of the other family member companies. And so I'm sure versus flying solo like you were back then with the story you just told, I'm sure you're, you're glad to be part of the family of companies right now. Yes, you know, it's, it's been amazing to see over the 13 years that I've been a part of the family how what you what you describe actually plays out you know companies go through periods of time where they must reinvent themselves they must redefine what their model is redefine what's possible in their growth and that takes uh, time and money and uh, so I, I can certainly say as an entrepreneur within the Southwestern families and having been an entrepreneur outside of the Southwestern families, um, having those resources is absolutely essential. And Southwestern provides the best of both worlds in being able to provide an entrepreneurial environment for those growing companies and the support that a, uh, a large corporate base would, uh, would offer to go through those times, um, not only successfully, but with uh, coming out with tremendous growth uh, after they're reorganized. And, and that's very unusual. Well, fast forward now. So tell us about Southwestern. So we, we went from favorite recipe press to Southwestern Publishing Group to now Southwestern Publishing House, so uh, which is the original name the that original Southwestern name. had in 1855, where we were a Bible pub publishing company. Yes. So tell us a little bit about uh, Southwestern Publishing House and what, we, what you do and what the team does now. Sure. So since we, since we began to expand, 
in 2007, we added to Favorite Recipes Press Beckon Books, which specializes in cultural attractions. Then we added a, a division called Greenwich Publishing that we acquired. Greenwich Publishing focuses on corporate history uh, books. We then uh, acquired another business called Historic Hospitality Books, focuses on resorts, uh, historic hotels, and entertaining. And then we added a, a children's division, Blue Sneaker Press, that came about as a result of our cultural attractions wanting to publish in children's books. And we also added a, another cookbook uh, publishing division that we acquired called Quail Ridge Press. So now we have actually seven different divisions within our, our publishing house. We are just starting, as, as you know, this fall, we're launching Southwestern Books, which will be focused on business, leadership, um, self-help. Um, it's going to be a terrific new uh, addition to the mix of our family of, of publishing imprints. And so we have a team that manages publishing in really eight different markets through these various divisions that have their own specialty of the types of books that they publish. We also now sell books into the trade. So we offer our books uh, on Amazon. We put them on Barnes and Noble. We sell them to independent bookstores. And as of two months ago, we now have our own online store where we have Southwestern Publishing Marketplace where we sell all of our books directly to our customers as well. Yeah. Tell us more about that because you had to pivot and you know, COVID-19 happened. The world changed. Uh, bookstores were already struggling and now people aren't even going to them at all. So yeah, absolutely. You, you really had to think and innovate and, and move quickly so tell us about Southwestern Marketplace and how you got the team to innovate and what that's all about. Sure. Well, for us, the, the pandemic crisis really struck quickly. We, our largest customer that runs about 100 retail stores in the world of cultural attractions, went from doing $25 million in revenues to zero within 10 days. And that was a big market for us. And it, it will come back and it, and it will be going forward. But immediately we had those retailers close and those were retailers where we were selling books. At the same time, we had one of our largest customers, Amazon. We all know Amazon. We realize that that's a very important part of any publishing business model these days. And Amazon uh, actually stopped ordering books from publishers, deeming them a non-essential business so that they could focus their distribution capabilities uh, on moving other equipment through their system. So there was a period of, of six weeks where Amazon was not ordering books from us or from any publishers. So we realized very quickly that we needed to have a new type of engagement with uh, customers, readers directly. Now, our business model depends on retail partners, stores in cultural attractions, or companies that are using our books to engage with their audience. But when retailers shut down, we realized we did not have direct access to consumers who would be buying those books. 
So we did, we quickly organized our team under the leadership of Kristen Connolly and our, our IT folks. And we built an online store that goes along with our online catalog to be able to sell books directly to consumers who wanted to, to buy them directly. Wow. Well, that's a huge undertaking to do very quickly. And it's like launching a, a new business almost uh, where, where you now have the availability to go direct to the consumer. And I think that's going to help all the clients that you help make a, such a great impact in their life and being able to give channels to uh, you know people like Harvard. I, I love going to Harvard with you where you and the team published the Harvard... Uh, business school problem solving book. And it's one of the most first class, well-designed books that Harvard Business School alumni uh, get a copy of. And it's all about the problems they're solving in the world and getting to tour the Baker Library there at Harvard with you was just a highlight of the year for me uh, the previous year. And just thinking through, uh, man, that's pretty cool that people are going to have the ability to utilize the the marketplace um, and all kinds of different clients that you are are serving. So, you know, one of the greatest rewards I think that we have in publishing, and I, I'm sure that our other business leaders would share this across our family of companies, is we're so honored to work with so many amazing brands, companies, for-profit, non-profit organizations, and individuals who are changing our world and to be able to partner with them uh, wherever they may be in the world is just one of the greatest rewards and, and honors of, uh, of my career. And I think I would speak for many others in our family to say uh, they would share the privilege of that. Ah, that's so awesome, Chris. Well, you are uh, a big influence on so many people uh, in your company uh, around you in your life. Uh, tell us about how who influenced you and who have been some of the biggest mentors that have helped you along the way. Yes. Well, you know, where it, it all takes a, uh, a process of growth. Uh, and some of that is uh, exciting and some of that can be very painful. Uh, and as, as, as many others report, I, I definitely share in that belief that you learn more through hard times than, uh, than you do through good times. But I was blessed very early on to uh, uh, have a very close relationship with my father and my parents, both my parents. My father grew up in Queens, New York. Um, his father... Uh, walked out when he was uh, 10 years old, almost never to be seen again. So he and his uh, uh, mother uh, lived together in, in an apartment. She was working as a secretary and he was going to work to uh, demo homes when he was a, a teenager. And he found his way uh, out of that environment by um, earning a ROTC scholarship and joining the Navy. And that was his big break in, in life. And he went on to have a career in the newspaper publishing business. Uh, and then later as a, as a diplomat, as a US ambassador to, uh, to Spain in the early 90s. 
And he has been, um, he has influenced me in just the power of positive thinking, you know, of just being approaching every day uh, with the belief that we are going to um, make it through whatever the challenge is in front of us. And we are going to inspire and, and lead others in developing a vision and sharing that vision and moving forward in ways that make a difference in the world. That is awesome. Well, when, when you're thinking through the listeners that are here, uh, it's a wide variety of different people hearing the podcast every week. And you think of Redefining Possible. You, you've obviously read Redefining Possible. You've helped create Redefining Possible, the actual book. You know, a lot of people, especially here in the middle of, of 2020, are having to redefine possible for their life, for their career, for what they think they can actually do. What, what advice or, or what story might you have about how somebody can really redefine possible no matter what the circumstances are for them? In my own experience, I have to share that the greatest opportunities have come from the most challenging of times. That during these periods where we are going through such change, there are opportunities because everyone is rethinking how they are working, how they are working at home, how they're working in their relationships, how they're working with their families, how they're working with their business life, and how their businesses are fitting into the world. Um, as a result of that, there are conversations that we are able to have with colleagues, uh, with clients, with customers within our own team that typically we're unable to have. We were charging ahead in the, the speed of the day with the ways in which we conduct business. And there's not an opportunity to stop and say, hey, are we really doing things the most efficient way that we can do them? Are we really serving our customers in all, all of the ways that we can? So my, uh, in my experience during these periods, the, the first thing that I go to is asking the right questions and being a great listener. So I think being able to hear what is going on out there is absolutely critical to find the, those opportunities. The second piece is, is, is that with information, the next key is how do we put that into a new plan going forward and organize and having a vision for, for what that, that plan would be. But at the bottom um, of all of this is we, you have to have, an, have to have ownership of what you are doing. Whether you are fighting the challenge on the, the front lines of a, of a changing world or you're having to re-envision where you're going, what, what, you're, what you're doing, how you're doing it in business. If as a leader, you don't take ownership of a problem or of an opportunity or of a vision, no one is going to follow whether it's a prospect you're trying to bring on board as a customer, whether it's a customer you're trying to lead forward, or whether it's a team internally that you need to, to motivate and manage to a, a new reality. 
Uh, ownership for me has been at the uh, at the core of being able to manage through times like this and the opportunities that come about as a result. I love that. Yeah, ownership is the most important part. And you know, it is a rare attribute where most people want to say it's, it's that person's fault. It's not my fault. Uh, whether it's, it's some failure, you know, it's, it's their boss's fault. It's the company's fault. It's the economy's fault. And it's the rare individual who, despite the circumstances, takes full ownership and says, nope, this is something that I've got to own. And you do such a good job of that, Chris. The team at Southwestern Publishing House does such a great job of that. And uh, I would say that's a, a something Southwestern family of companies, if you were to look at the, the family of companies, that it's a team of entrepreneurial-minded people who really are focused on impact and, and taking ownership of whatever it is that they're in charge of doing. And and uh, appreciate you being here on the Action Catalyst podcast and uh, everything that you're doing uh, with the Southwestern Publishing House and very excited uh, for the listeners if they wanted to check out how, how could they get connected with you and the publishing house? Um, is there a place they could go for the marketplace to check out what all you do? Best places to find us at swpublishinghouse.com. That's our main website and you can access our store there. You can see our catalog. You can learn a little bit about how we work. Um, and uh, reach out to any one of our team members. And I, I spend a lot of time speaking with um, people who are looking to get into the business, people who are looking to figure out how to put a book together. And I'm happy and our team's happy to, to help everyone you know, find the way to, to get published, whether it's a fit for Southwestern Publishing House or we can help steer someone to a, a, a publisher that would be appropriate for a book that they have. But of course, we have a, a great talented team and I serve the markets that we have very well. So uh, we expect everyone to, to join in and be a part of our group. That is awesome. So swpublishinghouse.com. Yes. That's excellent. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Uh, Appreciate you being on the Action Catalyst podcast. And uh, thank you to the listeners. And we'll talk to you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.